0: We'll pre-record on my count. 7, 6, five, four, three, two. roll A, fade up on A.
1: Southern Miss to the, to the top. You're tuned in
2: to the Eagle
1: Hour. All right, welcome to the Friday edition of the Super Talk Eagle Hour. Full gang with you today, Bob, Kelly, Luke. We're at the Southern Bank Court Studios in Hattiesburg and Laura. We're glad you're with us. Basketball coach Lee McNellis about to join us. Uh, Will East a little later in the show. Hope we can get to an interview that we uh, recently did as well with Felipe Hase. All coming your way on this edition of the Eagle Hour opening segment sponsored by Dickie's Barbecue Pit. Great supporters of our show of Southern Miss and a great place to cater your Christmas event. Also, want to thank our good friends at Southern Bank Core Studio for sponsoring our studio broadcast. All right, head basketball coach Joy Lee McDellis on the show with us. Coach McDellis getting her team ready for a Sunday afternoon a showdown here in Hattiesburg with the University of Alabama. Coach. Uh, glad to have you on the show.
2: Thank you all for having me on. As always, I love the Eagle Hour. All because of you, Coach.
1: Well, we feel the same about you, Coach, and uh, we're pretty excited. You've got the dark side coming into your uh, your home stadium uh, Sunday afternoon. Talk a little bit about that.
2: Yes, we've got Roll Tide, and I'm not talking about the waters rising. <laughs> It is Alabama. They are rolling in to Green at 2 o'clock on Sunday. Not many times do you get an SEC program to come to your house. So we need a large crowd. They're bigger, stronger, faster, everything you can think of, better than us. But you never know. That's why you tip it off. That's why you kick it off. That's why you make the pitch. Yep. Is all because you never know. It's a team. It takes a team to be able to win. And we've had some really good practices after final exams. And we're over here at William Carey today practicing again because of graduation going on at Southern Miss. And so we're excited about the challenge.
1: Yeah, it will be uh, very exciting. All right, Eval, how, how's your team performing to this point of the season in your view?
2: Well, honestly it's been inconsistent you know some games we've looked really good uh some games we've struggled I think getting some players back uh their conditioning level is very poor uh after being out for so long um I think that has a lot to do with consistency because our chemistry is not really locked in yet with them getting back into our system and you know, and that meaning Malia Grayson that was out seven weeks, Bimmy Funes that's just now coming back, that's never practiced with us, um, getting her back in the rotation. So I just think that it's just going to take us a little time to get those things kind of worked out. And, and you can tell things that we do, it's like, we never practiced that. Why are you doing that? And it's just miscues, like, I guess the best way to explain it would be like a quarterback dropping back to throw and a receiver running the wrong route. Um, you know, it's like, where are you going? And that's kind of what we're dealing with until we can get it all worked out. And I think over the break, having some practices and Just getting some more games in, it's going to better prepare us for conference play.
3: Coach McNellis,
2: that'll be the key.
3: I wanted to ask you how many different, I I don't even know if you keep records of of this sort of thing, but you're talking about the inconsistency, but I'm not sure you've had the same starting lineup in any one of the games this year. How many different lineups have you put out there?
2: We've had a lot of different ones. We have had two games where we've had the same lineup, and that's it. And it's because of all the injuries and just the craziness of what we've had with our team. I mean, and it's not like disciplinary stuff. Right. You know, I had one one person say, well, when are you going to ever give for Kayla Gray a chance? <laughs> well, but Kayla Gray has not been in trouble. She's been out sick. She can't even practice with us. It's not that, that kid's in trouble. That kid would never be in trouble. Um, so, you know, it's just that's, you know, that's what God's challenged us with and Tell you what, he is testing me for sure. <laughs> and uh we've had some ups and downs. You know, at Stanford, I'm telling you what, we came out flat. We were absolutely horrible. Horrible. And um just we just didn't play with the fire. And so we've had to really work hard to get some attention. Uh going in with them them being in finals. You know, that's really hard because they're mine is the past classes, and I get it. I, I want their mind to be there. But we've got to continue to get better so that we'll have an opportunity to compete against Alabama. I think that's so important. Uh, but they finished with grades. We finished with classes. And so we're just really excited about getting on the floor today and getting after it. They've had a couple of days off. Uh, they were off Wednesday. That was their big day of finals. We were off on Sunday so they could prepare for their finals Monday and Tuesday. And so those things are really important to us. Uh, But we're excited. So we just got to kind of work and get it all together. And so today's going to be an exciting day of practice. We practiced yesterday uh, out at Oak Grove, which was a great opportunity for us to be out there. Um, So it's just you can kind of see things kind of beginning to happen for us. But it's just going to take a little time. You know, if you have everybody and you don't have players playing roles that they're not expected to play, and it's just everybody assuming different roles. I mean, poor Lauren Gross. You know, Bob Getty, you mentioned her off the air. I mean, she's gone from playing our power forward spot to our guard spot to our power forward spot to our shooting guard spot. I mean, she's been all over the page. And so... That means people are filling her spots in different spots. So we've had so many players play multiple positions just because of our situation that we've been in. But we'll get it together, I have no doubt.
0: All right, let get it here with Coach. Coach, I just want to let you know there's such a thing as as editing technology, and you said two dreaded words and put them in the same – phrase together one started with an r the other was a t i just don't want you to get uh misquoted later on so i just reminded you of that i don't think you're worried about that at all but but what do you have to do because in the last several games uh going back to the old miss game they pinned dom down and you found it hard to get offense but in the last three or four games especially in that little winning streak you had multiple players were in double digits and kind of what's the key going forward on a night like that when dom gets shut down to be able to, to have other people step up
2: We've got to have other people score. And actually, it happened yesterday in practice. Um, We made a drive. We should have shot it. Lauren Gross should have shot it. She passed it to Rose Warren. Rose Warren should have shot it. The clock's winding down. And then it gets past the dom and everybody stands and watch, And she has to try to go make a play. (laughs) And I said, stop. That is the issue. Lauren, why didn't you shoot it? Rose, why didn't you shoot it? And then we throw it to Dom, and we ask her to make a miraculous play. That right. ends up being a bad shot. And so that's what we see on the floor. That's what we see in the flow of a game. Because both of you have the green light to shoot it as much as Dom. But you don't shoot it because the yeah. clock's winding down. Why not? And it's got to be much more of a team. And they have to take a step up and take some ownership. And that's we've talked to Dom about shot selection. We've talked to her about trying to help get her teammates in better positions. But I'm just going to tell you, her teammates have got to step up and score the basketball. They, right. They've got to do that. And they all have the green light. They have not been told they can't score the ball. Go score the ball. Coach, i We've got to have that. we got to have some balanced attack.
0: Absolutely. About, about a minute left. You've got three non-conference games left. Bama this weekend, then you go to California next weekend against Irvine and Long Beach State. What are you looking at of these three non-conference games before you start with Troy on December 29th?
2: Well, we've, we've got to begin to approach some level of consistency and balanced attack, as you mentioned. Uh, I think it's very important. All three of these games are extremely tough. Our last true game that you would mark on the schedule was a winnable game for us was well, the same for game. These three games are games that you would mark in the L column for us. So these three games are all really challenge games for us. And California is the same way. I mean, it is going to be extremely tough. But we must do our job to prepare mentally and physically and show improvement because, who knows, we may can win these games. As a staff, we believe we can. I'll just give you an example. This morning, my mother's in the hospital, and I'm sitting in the hospital going over Alabama's last three defensive games on the defensive side of the ball, seeing what people ran against them and how they guarded them and things. And so I'm sending Jack Prosper all these notes of things that the way other ways we can score. He and I have been meeting on them. Just to see other options, and those are things we will dig into going into California to see maybe some of their weaknesses defensively. So we'll be ready to try to take advantage of that. And I mean, that's what we've got to do. But we got to put the ball in the hole because early on we were putting the ball in the hole, and everybody's got to take some ownership in doing that. They can't just wait for Dom to make a play. It's not a one-hand thing.
1: All right, Coach. You know we love you and the girls, and uh, we'll be out there Sunday pulling for you. Thanks for being on the Eagle Hour.
2: Thanks, guys. Appreciate
1: you. All right. Coach Joy Lee McNeilis, everybody. Super Talk Eagle Hour. We'll be right back. Southern Miss to the top. All right, welcome back. I want to thank Joy Lee McNellis for joining us uh, in the first segment, Lady Eagles versus Alabama, Tuesday after or Sunday afternoon uh, on the Hattiesburg campus. This segment is sponsored by Campus Bookmark, campusbookmark.net. Miss Kathleen will actually be on the show next Wednesday to tell you about all of her Christmas specials. All right, we're going to get to this uh, interview with Felipe Jase, but before we do, He just came back in the building. Today is kind of a melancholy day here on the Eagle Hour. Mm -hmm. This is the super intern's last official day with us before he moves on to bigger and better things. And uh, Nathan? We're gonna, I hate to admit this, but we're gonna kind of miss you. Well, I'm gonna miss y'all. I really appreciate the opportunity y'all gave me. This has been an
0: awesome experience. Awesome, even semester. Kelly.
1: Yeah, yeah. I learned a lot from this guy. I guess I can say that. Okay, but bigger
0: and how better. Much, how much will you not replicate in life, though? Yeah, well, that's the thing. It's the,
1: I learned a
3: lot of things not to do. You know, <laughs> the only in life, but yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> but, but you bigger and better. You know
0: how to perfectly do the Dixie Darling. Aren't oh, you? yes. Yeah, they yeah, gave yeah. me perfect techniques from skills, watching about, it every day. From uh-huh.
3: but mm-hmm. su- working at Super Talk, does it get any bigger or better? Better, Bob,
1: it's hard. <laughs> yeah. It's hard. Yeah. Now, now, Luke, he, the uh, super intern, was also very involved in uh, our Jones County game of the week this year.
0: Yeah, he was. He was our sideline reporter, and um, I noticed one thing. Uh, it only happened once. Okay, it only happened one game. He was phenomenal the rest of the time. He's actually he kept people off of us when people were yelling at us. Yeah, yeah. He would do great silence. But there was one time he was intrigued with a college football game. It wasn't. It, I'm not. Yeah. This is not LSU shot. So we got less <laughs> reports in the second half. But yeah. the game that he was watching on his phone was much better than the game we were watching in person. So I would have probably done the same thing. But an outstanding job uh, this year on the Jones County game of the week. I appreciate yeah. that, Luke. So here's
1: the question: If if we do another intern, how would they ever live up to? You? I know, right? It would be like replacing Bear Bryant. And it's just you know, hopefully y'all find it would that be Nick like Saban. When Kelly had to replace me at Channel Seven. <laughs> yeah, right. An impossible task. Impossible and I'm not, no one's living
3: up to these skills you know that's what it is it'd be easy to live in my shadow so. hey dude don't
0: don't don't say did you hear what he just said nobody's got these skills eagle post is, and so- Southern Miss social media is going to run yeah, with that, that
2: yeah i was about to say i'm giving
1: him too much fuel right now yeah. all right were well, you gonna be with us a whole hour or you, yeah no, you, I'm you no i'm here are you skipping out no i'm here today yeah We'll have more from the Super intern. We're going to take this guy to lunch next week.
0: You know, when you leave He's Super Talk, great. you're required to buy everybody else's food. Oh, oh, yeah. We didn't te- did tell you that that's part the about the oh.
1: That's the special part of this. Okay, lunch. All right. He's done a fantastic job with us. He will be hard to replace. All right, men on the road. Uh, men to have two back-to-back games. Yeah, they, they play Lamar uh, tomorrow
3: afternoon at uh, the Greenhouse. And then in a rare kind of home-and-home deal with a non-conference opponent, they'll go – back to Lamar uh, on Tuesday. Yep. So they've got the Cardinals in back-to-back games, one at Reed Green tomorrow, and then again at Lamar
1: Tuesday. All right, of course, 8-1 mm-hmm. in the talk of the town has been Felipe Hase, and mm-hmm. he is really something to see. Uh, we talked to him earlier this week.
3: Felipe, English is your secondary language, yes, sir. is that right? Yeah. But you you speak it very well. Tell me how you got so good in English.
4: Oh, thank you, but Sometimes sometimes he comes out very smooth, sometimes he doesn't. But, uh, no, nah, man, I uh, I mean, I had English classes when I grew up, just like you guys, most of you guys had Spanish here, so to be honest, you don't learn much, but uh, I was forced into the language. I, I got to the United States when I was in, a junior in high school, and nobody spoke Spanish, so uh, I, I had to learn the, the hard way. Uh, day-to-day, you pick up little stuff and stuff, but uh, just practice, man. All
3: right. The team's off, obviously, to a great start, and talking to some of your teammates prior to the season, they said, man, this... This Hase guy, you're going to love the way that this guy plays, a big guy that can shoot the three. Uh, how would you describe your skill set? Uh,
4: I'm a very unselfish person. I like, I like to see others do good. So uh, that's a, that's how I reflect my game too. Sometimes coaches even ask me to, to be more aggressive and be more into myself because it's going to help the team. But uh, I'm very unselfish. I like to get everybody involved. And uh, I can shoot some threes, too, and then sometimes when I have to go down down low, I, I go there, too. So I am must I say I'm a pretty uh, – overall, I can do a little bit of everything. And uh, that's my understanding of the game, too, allows me to do that. But a lot of times, big guys aren't expected to do a lot of things, so it's good
3: that, that you have that skill set. So how, does, how do you get from Chile, which is the correct pronunciation – Yeah, Chile, there you go. Right. Yeah. I wanted to make sure I got that right <laughs> – because some people have gotten in trouble for mispronouncing countries here in the past week at the soccer uh, at World Uh-oh. Cup. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah.
4: Um, so how do you get from Chile to Hattiesburg, Mississippi? Oof, it's a long ride. Uh, everything started playing for the national, my national team, the 16 and under. Uh, I had the opportunity to play for it and play in international tournaments, which Bahamas was a team standing in a hotel. And fortunate for me, the head coach of uh, Bahamas was an assistant coach in uh, Colorado State, so they connect me through my head coach in the national team, and the coach from the Bahamas that was in Colorado State. They made the connection and they sent me to a high school in in California. And then second year uh, playing for my national team again, Coach Juan saw me playing on YouTube against Puerto Rico, Chile, Puerto Rico, and he reached out to me and. It worked, man, and I just went to Miami, had a great year, decided to go South Carolina for two years. Didn't go as I wanted to go, so I transferred to Mercer, did uh, three years one Reshirt and somehow here. And you're all
3: over the place, then you know so I asked Deandre the same thing, but what in the world is going on here? I mean, you, you couldn't you weren't here last well, year, but yeah. the, the team struggled mightily. Um, big transformation with players coming in here, and usually, that would be difficult to blend so many new faces into this this uh, chemistry that apparently has formed. So, other than chemistry, what's going on here? Why are you guys do, doing so well?
4: I'll say, and coaches preach it a lot. Uh, it's hurt people. It's a lot of hurt people. It's a lot of people that have been going through it like years like last year for the for Southern Miss they didn't do well so, but probably AC didn't, didn't expect what he did in in uh in Ole Miss me and I know Curly you're talking about Curly yeah, yeah. Curly uh and all the other guys they expect a bigger role or something that uh, they 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 needed a a vision they needed an identity of uh of just people believing in themselves and Coach Lander Coach Juan Coach Nick uh, and then Coach Day they do a hell of a job just believing and you keep talking to you you can talk to them about everything so going back like saying it's people that found it's players that found a home in terms of not only basketball but they can talk about everything coach Lanner always worry about us outside the court everything to to us to be good and to do good and uh like I say, when you're, when you're down and in your bad days, whatever, you, you look for that, that people to bring you out. You, 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 you appreciate them. And uh, I think this, this team is very appreciative of what we have shown in terms of caring for each other. And that reflects into the court. And, it, and we just give it out for, for each other. Final question
3: for you. Uh, some of your teammates who have known the Hattiesburg area for a little while have compared you to Clarence Weatherspoon. Uh, you know, the great Clarence yeah, brothers yeah, yeah, yeah. that no, 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 no. played here. So, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. you're a basketball guy. Uh, how do you respond when you – that's quite a
4: compliment. Yeah, that's quite a compliment. I mean, heck of a career everywhere. So uh, I just – I don't I don't take it lightly, but uh, I don't want to get too high on it too. I mean, we just started the season. We could – knock on wood, uh, we could lose every single other game. It's just sports. But uh, it's, it's, it's nice to hear that, and it's nice to see people – believing too and coming and telling you this good stuff because it seems that they care too and they were looking for this they, they were hurt too like I said before in the last question we were the fans you're talk. talking yeah, about I'm talking about the fans they, they were hurt too so they looking for that that light out of the tunnel and and I think they, they could see it a little bit so that's where where the compliments come from but uh man it's a great it's a great honor to be considered like that but uh I'm I'm, I'm still a long way from it Felipe Hase, continued success. Thank you, thank you so much.
1: All right, Felipe Hase in the, the talk of the town with basketball. Humble young guy. Yeah, the fact
3: that he likes to. I I thought what stuck out in that interview with me is he wants everybody else to succeed. He'll do what he has to do, but right. he's just as happy to see other guys right. do well. That unselfishness.
1: All right, Will Lee's coming up on the show. We're going to take a, one last look at high school football, but before that, Luke, big transfer news for Southern Miss football.
0: Yeah, M.J. Daniels uh, out of George County, so, again, another Mississippi kid, signed with Ole Miss uh, in 2021, played five games uh, in 2021, played 11 uh, games this year. He'll have two to play, but he's a former four-star, a big kid, six-one, 200 pounds out of Loosedale. Uh, he will help in the back end. Joe Marino earlier today said that uh, he always puts out creature alert, and he said somebody to help on the back end. So M.J. Daniels, uh, on his own Twitter uh Profile also tweeting out um, that he is uh, he will be coming to Hattiesburg. So that's a big pickup. Uh, 6'1", 200 pounds. Two years to play. He will uh, he will play in the secondary uh, at at the safety position. Now, Luke, inter- how many games did you say he played for Ole Miss? Well, was Scott Watkins on on Twitter was was talking about how they mismanaged him up there. As a true freshman, he played eighteen snaps over five games. He was sent out for only uh, in one game, only sent out for one play, and that's why. Uh, that year counted, so so, uh, so
3: five games essentially. Yep. And interestingly, that's all Ole Miss played this year. Really played was about <laughs> five games.
1: Coach Hall continues to pound the portal, shall we say? Good for him. All right. One last look at high school football when we come back. To the Eagle Hour, the Eagle
0: Hour, Southern Miss to the top.
1: I know I like our intern Nathan. I just asked him during the break, "Do you like soccer?" and he shook his head. And he said, "I tried."
0: Well, <laughs> let me let me get this in then, right before we come back from from commercial. Bob goes, "Now, Luke, don't be don't be talking about soccer when we come back." And what does Bob do? It's ingrained in his psyche.
3: But while we're on this subject, how's Argentina doing, Luke? Oh, shut They're up. They're up one to nothing.
0: <laughs> Stop And the Croatians flipped Brazil out earlier in the day. Stop Such it. Such a good day. England and France tomorrow. The world game. The beautiful game. Oh, right, Bob.
1: That's the save the show, Will. Can you please? High school football, oh, Will. Oh,
0: That was a blowout, you
1: know. Oh, no. Now he's even into it, Bob. Don't <laughs> encourage this, Will. Please, don't encourage it. All right. Will East, co-host of the uh, Super Talk High school scoreboard, been very generous with his time, updating us weekly on high school football. Nobody that I know covers it any closer. So I, I got two questions for you before I get the guys involved. A, what was the biggest surprise of the year? B, Will, what was the biggest story of the year in high school football?
5: To me, the biggest surprise wasn't a – it wouldn't have been a surprise if you would asked me at the beginning of the year if I, if I could look ahead, and that was startable. To me, Starville winning the 6A state championship after losing three games in a row, and they were in shambles at one point. Trey Petty, the starting quarterback there, who ended up having an amazing season, he was a throw-first player. He averaged something like 17 yards rushing per game through the first six games. In the second half of the season, after they got that last loss uh, uh, under their belt, he averaged like... 85 yards a game. He's running for three touchdowns a game. I think Starkville was the biggest surprise seeing where they were in the middle part of the season. Overall, though, if you just look at high school football as a whole, um, I would say the, the biggest maybe surprise is the number of repeat champions that we have. It's not typical. You You might have a team go back-to-back years, but we, I think this is the most ever repeat champions we've ever had from Class 1A to 6A in a year. We had three this year. You had Scott Central, Bay Springs, and you And then you had uh, um, Brandon, which was back in there again. So, to me, that that was a, a big surprise. Uh, as far as the thing that stands out to me the most of this year, I would say it's the parody. Uh, this year we saw more state champions play each other, more defending state champions play each other in a regular season than we've ever seen before. Uh, Columbia and Raleigh and, you know, some of these, these teams that, um, that were coming into 2022 as a defending state champion, they played other defending state champions, and that, I love that. And you would see the lower classification team win. Uh, I mean, Bay Springs beat the 2A state champion. Bay Springs beat Scott Central, Okay uh but don't. in years past I don't think we've seen that seen that much of uh, that much parity across the board and Luke told me something uh, a couple weeks ago that was very interesting about the number of players that these teams have even though they're a small school they still have a lot of players and I think that's I think that's the reason you're seeing this parody is that even though this you know the school may have you know a hundred senior boys you know, 75 of those senior boys are on the team or something like that. Some crazy, it's not the exact number, but something like that. And I think that's the reason we're seeing all this parity.
3: I, I think part of it has to do, Will, and I'll get your comment on this, is we used to live in an era, here, here goes the, the grumpy old man in me, where we, we had teams that believed in playing better teams made you better. Now we, it seems that we live in a society that we only want to play teams that we can beat. And the fact of the matter is, nobody wants to play Jeff Davis County. Nobody wants to play Columbia. Nobody wants to play Raleigh. Nobody wants to play Picayune because they're good. So the only teams that are left to play are the other teams that are paddling the same boat you are. Is that reasonable?
5: Well, I would say maybe that's true for some areas of the state, but it's not true for others. Uh, look at the Golden Triangle area, for example. Louisville, Noxubee County, West Point, Startville. All of those teams ended up in the state championship game, and all of those teams played each other at the beginning of the year. Uh, it's something they do every single year. Louisville will play West Point. They'll play Startville. Noxville County, who's a 3A school, they'll play Louisville. They'll play West Point. They'll play Startville. Heck, three years ago, they beat Startville at Startville. And so I would say that that might be true for some, but for others, I think that the, the The smart coaches are looking at it and saying, hey, if we play really good teams during the non-regional part of our schedule, it will benefit us later on. We might get a loss here. We might get a loss there. But it will benefit us in the long term. But some of these teams like Jeff Davis County, for example, they can't find anybody to play them because they know that it's a loss. So for some teams, that's true. For others, I would say that it's not true. Some teams, are just they're just going to play whoever's on the schedule, and they're going to try to schedule tougher opponents because they know that it's going to benefit them in the long term. But you do have others that will say, hey, that's an automatic L. I'm not doing that.
0: All right, Luke. I thought the two best games uh, was Lewisville um, kicking the last second field goal over a tough Mendenhall team, but but will probably the best story of the year for for multiple layers. It was the other best game. Raleigh uh, knocked off Knox County. I mean, you know <laughs> what they scored one hundred and seven points in that game. W- Raleigh went fourteen and one. Probably best player in uh, in the uh, in the state with Perkins as he rushed for two thousand yards and thirty two touchdowns. They went fourteen and one. Their only loss was to MRA. And a lot of people may have not realized that this story took place the same week as that loss. Yeah. They're starting to fence back. Isaiah Strickland uh, was killed in a car accident. And it just seems as if Raleigh the rest of the way was a team that was not going to be stopped as they honored their, uh, their, their teammate and as they remembered his life. And I, to me, that was probably the best story this year.
5: Yeah, and you, you look at the scores. I mean, they were, they were scoring 40-something points, 25 points here. After that MRA game, 59 points, 67 points, 52 points, 56 points, 55 points, I think it did kind of inspire them a little bit, um, that that tragic passing of that player. Raleigh was such an incredible team out of the chute. They played Bay Springs to open up the season. They won 21-6. That was one of the closer games they played this year. It shows you how good Bay Springs is. But uh, Sunterine Perkins is just a, a man on a different level. He had, what, 330-something yards in that game, four touchdowns. Heck, he had four two-point conversions. Two, yeah. four two-point conversions. Some teams don't do that in a season. He had four in that game. And that was, out of the chute, that was just such an exciting game because Knoxville County was throwing the ball a lot. And I think Raleigh ended up with like five hundred or 494 rushing yards total in that game. Pretty incredible. And then... You mentioned uh, some some kind of uh, uh, inspiring stories, and that is—I gotta Pickyune from the they are the only undefeated yep. team in the entire state. They fifteen and 0 they beat West Point uh, again, so they're back-to-back state champions for Pickyune. And even though they kind of had the target on their back, and they play in a incredibly tough that Region Four of 5A it was, was maybe was one of the toughest regions in the state this year. They never let off the gas. They never had a game. Even though they would play – they played a couple 6A teams. They never, you know, just kind of owned it in like you sometimes see a state, cha- a defending state champion do in a game that doesn't really matter besides, you know, on paper. They never let off the gas and um, an incredible season by them. And hey, even though they're losing Dante Dowdle, I think they're going to be good next year. Too. They
0: still got Chris Davis. And to me, what was different with in this year, and you saw it with Gaucher, they, they, they beat Gaucher in overtime the regular season and then they destroyed him in the playoffs. Pickyun played the best defense that I've ever really seen a Pickyun team play in the last decade and that's what really propelled them to the state championship. Kelly? Yeah. And and I
3: think I think one of the other trends that's starting now is private schools playing public schools. That never used to happen. We're seeing more and more of that and if I'm not mistaken, schedules some schedules are out for next year and I think Oak Grove down here is playing MRA next year. Oh,
5: good. If, I, if I'm John not mistaken.
0: White? yeah, that would be great. I get to yeah. watch uh, Southern commit John White. So he plays quarterback. He, he'll be a senior next year, right, Will?
5: I think so. Yeah, I think so. I mean, he started his career at Winona Christian and uh, eventually moved to NR- MRA. And uh, I'm gonna tell you, he's he's. We got a good crop of quarterbacks coming up next year. Him, uh, John White at MRA, and then Trey Petty with uh, Startville, who had I think 37 touchdowns total this year. Uh, incredible season by him. So we got a good crop of quarterbacks hey, coming up.
0: Hey Bob, real quick, I just want to ask you that we reported last uh, segment will mj daniels in the portal and is now committed to southern miss he was a big time recruit out of out of george county and so for southern miss to get that i know you're an old miss guy i mean mj daniels coming to Haysburg, that's a big deal for the defense
5: yeah he's been kind of wave i think from what i remember he's been kind of wavering really ever since he committed you know at one point he was at mississippi state and they flipped him over to old miss and I don't know what the, the deal yeah, – I, I didn't see him on the field. I guess they were maybe saving his red shirt. I don't know. But, yeah, that's a that's a big-time flip, and it's good for him. And I think Southern Miss is going to scoop up some more of these transfers.
1: All right, well, I want to thank you, man. You've been great with us all year. You've brought a lot of good stuff to the show uh, each and every Friday. We appreciate it. And we're already booking you for next year.
5: <laughs> the fees are going up, though, inflation, guys. <laughs>
1: All right, thanks again, man. Will East, everybody. Real quick reminder: celebrating basketball at Fourth Street Bar and Grill this weekend. They're going to give away an autographed basketball and jersey after the game. Coach Ladner is going to come to Fourth Street after the game, hang out, and give away those prizes and a special on Gold Rush beer. Whew. Fourth Street Bar and Grill. We'll be back. Southern Miss, to the top. To the
0: top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Final segment of the week brought to you by DBAT and D1 Training on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg, DBATHattiesburg.com. Basketball this weekend, volleyball this weekend. Men play uh, at home tomorrow, 2 p.m., and then uh, ladies play on Sunday at 2 p.m. as they entertain the Alabama Crimson Tide men taking on Lamar, and then they'll make the return trip on Tuesday uh, out to to Texas. Women's volleyball at Boston College tomorrow at th- at three p.m. for a Final Four matchup uh, with them in Boston College. Kelly, before the end of this segment, I will make sure that the UTRGZ whatever Rio Grande, <laughs> yeah. whether or not they uh, they made it. But uh, Lady Eagles, so that I mean, that's exciting that we're in a in a Final Four. Pretty pretty incredible.
3: I mean the season that they had. I mean it's all about recruiting, yep. right? It's all about it, it's all about getting those headlines that you wouldn't get during the regular season. And man, the proof is in the pudding here with this volleyball team.
0: All right, last night NFL. Um, it seems like there was an earlier game this year where one team had a three uh, had a, a thirteen point lead with three minutes to go. Bob, <laughs> how about earlier this week? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. not. For, uh, uh, well, <laughs> It happened, and uh, Baker Mayfield, you know, didn't really know the playbook two two days ago. Uh, not only led a 98 yard drive to tie it, I mean to to win it, led a 98 yard drive uh, with like under two minutes to go. So yeah. that's so, incredible, uh,
1: good, really, isn't? It? Oh, it was impressive to watch. I watched it. And it's it's just really incredible, insane. Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
0: All right, we got some picks. One college game, and then we'll pick some some NFL. And while I'm pulling that up, Kelly, you will be pleased to know that the University of Texas Rio Grande Valley, is that what you yes, said? Yes, that's right. Did not win. Davidson did. So uh, Davidson wow, is now taking that? on Drake and uh, Southern Miss Boston College the other side. And uh, Drake University
3: is in my hometown of Des Moines, Iowa. Oh, wow. That's where Drake is. Uh, I thought
0: it was Des-, Des Moines. More useless than for
4: me. No,
3: Des Moines. Hey, do you know what Hattiesburg was called before it was called? Called Hattiesburg, right. Kellyville, no <laughs> Twin Forks. Twin Forks,
1: <laughs> is that right? Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm waiting for that's in the line. no. There's yeah. no punchline, <laughs> Nathan. <laughs> you
3: can look that up in the history books too. Yeah, I'm about about getting a whole history to so lesson much today. Yeah, oh, all
0: right. Here we go. Wow. We're gonna we're gonna bring Nathan in on these picks too. Okay. Uh, the one of the most best games to watch all year. Army at Navy. Both of them lost to Air Force, mm. but both of them on a little winning streak at the end of the year. Navy beat Central Florida last week at top 25 team. Uh, of course, this is in Philadelphia. The, uh, the uniforms are fabulous on both of these teams. Navy is a two-and-a-half-point favorite. <laughs> the over-under is only 32. Uh, let's just pick uh, straight head up. Bob.
1: Well, my son, being an Air Force veteran, used to tell me all the time that Navy guys were a bunch of tools, so I'll – uh I'll go. <laughs> I'll go with army. I'm going
3: army too. I was well the fighting Munkins. Oh yeah, yeah. right. A guy named Munkin is coaching army. I'll take. I'll take the cadets.
0: Yeah, I'm going to go with army too. Um, usually, when I think about this game, I'm go army beat navy. Go navy beat army because it's it's one of the most most awesome things uh, to see. So anyway, army. yeah, I'll go. I'll go with army at five and six. All right, uh, Bob's commies are off this week. That would be the Washington Commanders. Uh, because he's recently turned in his bandwagon slip for the New Orleans Saints. Saints hey. are off this week, so let's begin with Kelly's team. Tomorrow, Our Sunday at 12, Browns at uh, Bengals, since he no. a five and a half point favorite. We never beat the
3: Browns. That's what I was about to say, uh, you Joe Burrow
1: is uh, winless against the Browns.
3: Yeah, we've game. never That's beaten the,
1: the really? Browns. 0 and 4.
0: Yeah, I'll take Cleveland. defeated
1: against Patty, can't beat the nah, Browns. Right. I'll, but I'll, I, think he, I think he beats that. I'll, I'll take the Bengals. I like the Bengals.
0: Vikings at Lions. The Lions have been scoring what is happening. Mm. Uh, but they're going against the ten and two Vikings.
1: Yeah, well, this is the first time a ten and two team is an underdog against a five
3: and seven team. Take the Lions. What? Yeah. Well, look at Nathan coming up with it. Wow. Doesn't know a lick about US history, but he can tell yeah, you gambling lines. Come on. We're so proud of the money, tuition money, money that you're <laughs> teaching you, you about illicit gambling, but nothing about US history. Uh, okay. You got I'll take the Vikes.
0: I like Kirk Cousins. I'm a Viking. I'm on this Vikes with this. I went to rookie camp with the Lions. Uh, here we go. We're going to do the upset. Ravens without Lamar Jackson, 8-4 and four at Pittsburgh.
3: Oh, God. Boy, big AFC North matchup, and I need – I can't believe I would ever say this, but I need the Steelers to win. Not going to happen. I think the Steelers will win.
1: I think the Steelers yeah. can pull it off. I like Huntley, but I think the Steelers pull nah, it off. Ah, Ravens.
0: Ravens. I'll go Ravens just because of uh, some defense stuff there. Tom Brady at San Francisco against the 49ers. <laughs> I don't care. He ain't Without gonna beat Jimmy the Niners. Ravolo. He ain't gonna
1: beat that, the Niners. Got Brock Purdy, your, your Iowa State. Guy yeah, that. former
3: Iowa State quarterback Brock Purdy at the Jimmy controls.
1: Jimmy G's not there. The goat will shine again. 49ers. Not against San
0: Francisco. He San won't. Francisco. Two left. Uh, Eagles at Giants.
3: I hate the Eagles. Uh, boy, I'd love to see the Giants win, but I think the Eagles will. Yeah, me too. I think uh, the disgusting Eagles are
0: cooking. Philadelphia. Quez Eagles is going to catch a, a touchdown. All right, this wins. would not be the game that you would say would probably be the game of the week in the NFL, but it, it really is if you look at other than maybe Browns-Bengals for rivalry purposes. Jets at the Bills. Mm. Jets 7-5. Mm. and five.
1: Jets compete, Bills win. Yeah, I think that's a good way to say it.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Bills are the best team in the league. They win. Bills. There you
3: go. You know, in, in a couple weeks, the Bills play at Cincinnati. We don't care. So oh, okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sorry about that. Nathan, thank you, young man. Well, thank y'all once again. Uh, you've been awesome. Appreciate it. We'll, we'll that. miss you, Nathan. No I'll question about it. All right, that wraps it up. We'll be back Monday. Until then, Southern Myth. To the top. Time keeps on slipping, slipping,
0: slipping into the future. On slipping, slipping, slipping Into the future
1: I want to fly like an eagle To the sea Fly like an eagle Let my spirit carry me I want to fly like an eagle
2: Till I'm free i